0: Thank you. too much fun welcome to jazz piano skills i'm dr bob lawrence it's time to discover learn and play jazz piano you just heard for once in my life such a great tune and of course it will always be associated with the great stevie wonder however he did not write that tune it was written by a man named ron miller not roger miller that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole different genre ron miller who wrote for Motown Records during the 60s. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed my funky little rendition of that classic. As you know, I like to begin my podcast each week by doing a little playing. And I do so for several reasons. Number one, I want you to know that I can actually play. That's kind of important. Number two, I was always inspired when my teachers would play. Never leaving a lesson without them playing something to motivate me. So I hope my playing inspires and motivates you too. And number three, I want to introduce and demonstrate various styles and genres of jazz. It's such a a diverse art form, and I want to try to magnify that fact as much as possible. Before jumping into this week's lesson. I want to remind you that there is a Supplemental Educational Guide available for this podcast. I develop one for each of my podcast lessons because many of you, as am I, are visual learners. The Supplemental Educational Guides musically notate the jazz piano skill being explored in the podcast in all 12 keys. The Supplemental Guides are definitely a great resource to add to your jazz piano educational materials. The supplemental guides can be easily downloaded from jazzpianoskills.com. Once you're on the site, click on the podcast link in the menu bar that runs across the top of the page, and you will then uh, see all of the Jazz Panel Skill podcast episodes along with the download links for each of the supplemental guides. I'll provide you with some more information at the end of this podcast. I have a big announcement this week, huge I am so pumped and excited to let you know that now available at jazzpianoskills.com is a very cool Jazz Piano Skills Forum. I have created a dedicated forum for each of the podcast episodes and for each one of my jazz piano uh, courses, jazz piano skills courses. This is a fantastic way for all of us to interact and engage with one another. I want to encourage all of you to register, to join, and begin engaging with one another. I have said this many times, that my educational days at the University of North Texas were fantastic. The jazz program is absolutely second to none. It is simply the best in the world. I learned so much from the faculty, the courses, the amazing ensembles, but, but, I learned even more in the hallways. In other words, the time spent interacting with all my jazz buddies and discussing the art form, sharing with one another perplexing questions, and of course, insightful answers, was simply priceless, simply invaluable. So join the Jazz Piano Skills Forum and experience a dedicated community of people wanting to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Go to jazzpianoskills.com, click on the forums link in the menu bar that runs across the top of the page, and you will be taken to the Jazz piano Skills forums. I'm looking forward to interacting with each of you and getting to know you. If you have not checked out my Jazz piano Skills courses, I want to encourage you to take a few minutes to do so as well. My JPS courses provide you with exceptional educational content in a learning environment that is aesthetically pleasing and instinctually very easy to use. They move you, the courses, they move you beyond academic theory and towards the practical application and mastery of essential jazz piano skills needed for performance. My courses are designed using a self-paced format That provides you with a thorough and comprehensive exploration of a specific professional jazz piano skill in all 12 keys and for all five primary sounds. Major, dominant, minor, half diminished, and diminished. Again, visit jazzpianoskills.com. Click on the courses link in the menu bar that runs across the top of the page. And then you will be able to check out the entire curriculum. I'll provide you with some more info at the end of this podcast as well. Finally, I want to stress, as always, that regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, advanced player, a professional player, you will find this podcast, this lesson, to be beneficial. So here we go. Sit back, relax, turn on your ears, and get ready to discover, learn, and play triads, part one. In this lesson, you are going to discover major and minor triads. You are going to learn how to begin practicing these important shapes and sounds. And you will play major and minor triads harmonically, and melodically, in root and inverted positions. Fundamentals. How incredibly important, and yet, how incredibly ignored. In fact, there's not a single discipline, at least not a single discipline that I am aware of. Music, art, athletics, math, debate, philosophy, research, and on and on, that does not require a command of the fundamentals in order to achieve and sustain success. In music, you cannot get much more fundamental than triads, especially the major and minor triads, which are my focus today. Why the desire, the rush, to move past triads and on to what we believe is the good stuff. I can guarantee you right now, many folks have turned off this podcast and have gone on to other things because they already have made the assessment in their minds that major and minor triads, that's way too elementary for me. Well, we could spend an entire day discussing various reasons why. We tend to think like that. And of course, there are many reasons, but it comes down to this. We all want to speed up the learning process. Number one, we all want to speed up the learning process. Number two, we all like to lean towards the path of least resistance and are looking for that magical shortcut, which of course doesn't exist. And deep down, you know that. We all know that. The shortcut doesn't exist. Ironically, the longest path to anywhere is a shortcut. Number three, we all fall into the trap of equating initial or introductory information as being elementary. Somehow, it's beneath us, which is way too funny. And of course, in music, we have a number system which entices us to believe the bigger the number, the cooler, hipper, and more advanced the data or the concept. For example, C minor 7 has to be better than C minor triad. After all, it involves more notes. And C minor 9, of course, is much better than C minor 7. But wait, there's even more. C minor 11, much more sophisticated than C minor 9. And of course, C minor 13 is flat out superior to all of them. (sighs) Did you hear that? That's a big sigh. I tell every student, physical growth depends upon conceptual understanding. In other words, if your thinking is totally whacked, then you are, not going, <laughs> you are not going anywhere. There will be zero musical growth. So, the quicker you can eradicate all of the mental traps I just mentioned, the better. So let's begin getting our thinking properly aligned and explore the good stuff, major and minor triads. Major and minor triads are three note sounds, and of course we want to play, as with all sound in music. We want to be able to play the sound, major and minor triads, two ways. We want to be able to play major and minor triads harmonically and we want to be able to play major and minor triads melodically, harmonically and melodically. But before doing so, let's just go over the construction of major and minor triads, just to make sure We're all together here on the same page. A major triad. And I'm going to to demonstrate on C major and C minor. So, C major triad. We're gonna start with the note C. And we're going to then move two whole steps. C to D being one whole step, D to E, the second whole step. So now we're gonna play the note E. So we have the note C, two whole steps up, E. From the E, we're going to travel one and a half steps. So E to F is a half step, F to G, whole step. So now we're gonna play the note G. So we have C, E, and G. There's our C major triad. Now, I purposely avoided using uh, interval labels, like major third and minor third. And here's the reason why. We just throw in music what can get confusing very quickly, is that we utilize the same labels to refer to different things. We use the words major and minor at times when we're referring to chords. We use major and minor when we're referring to scales. We use major and minor when we're referring to arpeggios. We use major and minor when we're talking about intervals. So it can get confusing because we're using the exact same label to referent, reference different things. I can remember in lessons, I must have gotten glassy-eyed or something because my, my teacher would be talking to me about, uh, you know, say major major and minor, and I must have a look on my face like a deer in headlights and he would snap his fingers and go, hey, 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 we're talking about intervals here, intervals. I said, oh, 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 great, thank you. So he would snap me back into reality because I was off thinking about something else major and minor. So I'm intentionally uh, going, uh, mapping out the construction of major and minor triads using, using whole steps and half steps. So again, the major triad Starting on C, first note is C, two whole steps up to E, a step and a half up to G, C major triad. Now, the C minor triad is actually just the opposite of that. We start on the note C, we go one and a half steps up, which is gonna take us to the note E flat, and then we're gonna go two whole steps up to the note G. So we get C, E flat, and G, C minor triad. Beautiful, right? So there's our two sounds. C major triad, C minor triad. Now that you know the formula, for constructing major triads and minor triads. Part of your work this week is to do some more paper practice and to map out all 12 major and minor triads. Starting on each note, apply the formula and construct your major and minor triads. So even though I am modeling and demonstrating how to begin practicing major and minor triads today using C major and C minor. The very thing, the very process that I'm using today, I want you to apply to all 12 major and minor triads. So if you're not sure of each major and minor triad, the spelling of each major and minor triad, spend the time doing the paper practice. The payoff will be enormous. Likewise, I just want to mention that not only constructing each major minor triad starting on the root, but construct each major minor triad starting on the third and starting on the fifth. So we want to be able to see this uh, each sound, each shape, from various perspectives. You'll see, you're going to need to be able to do that because that's how I'm going to demonstrate practicing each major and minor triad harmonically and melodically using not just root position, but first and second inversion as well. But before we jump in, before I jump in and begin making music and playing for you and demonstrating how to practice your major and minor triads, I just want to remind you that we do not practice exercises like they're exercises. I am going to practice my major and minor triads in the most musical way I possibly can. Again, I want to practice like I want to play. Likewise, I am going to be paying close attention to the details, to my musical abs, to my articulation, to my balance, to my sound. And again, articulation, I have to play in such a way that it sounds like jazz. I'm going to share with you a very intimate story. I remember when I auditioned at the University of North Texas for the jazz program, and I went into my audition, and Dan Hurley was the uh, faculty, jazz panel faculty member at that time. Dan is a dear friend, great musician, great teacher. have uh, learned so much from him. And I can remember I went in for my audition and uh, I played for him, and I got done playing, and he uh, he asked me what I was playing. And it's funny because I still remember the song I played for him was Duke Ellington's I Got It Bad and That Ain't Good. And he asked, uh, what are you playing? And I said, well, that's uh, Duke Ellington's standard I Got It Bad and That Ain't Good. <laughs> Man, how... Oh, apropos for for me to be playing that tune, right? So Dan says to me, uh, "I know the song that that you were playing, but what were you playing?" Now I'm very confused. So I asked, "I, I said, I said to him, I said, I'm not sure I under, understand." He said, um, "Are you playing jazz?" Okay. Now I remember my heart sank right down into my shoes Uh, because the answer to that question was, yes, I thought, uh, yes, I'm playing jazz. And Dan said, uh, in in as gentle a way as you possibly can, he said, "Um, because uh, that wasn't jazz. uh, I'm not sure what you were playing, but jazz has already been invented. So I'm not sure what you're playing but we're going to need to work on that. So it was depressing. That day was very depressing, but it was actually the best day in my musical life. Uh, it really kind of, uh, uh, kind of shook me up, kind of snapped me into reality. And I realized at that time I needed to actually start really paying attention to articulation, how I was playing, you know, how how the notes, you know, the notes. The 12 notes of music, those are not jazz notes. Those are not classical notes. Those aren't rock and roll notes. Those aren't country notes, right? It's how we articulate those notes that determine whether or not we're playing this genre or that genre. And uh, up until that time, I guess I was just simply flat out not giving the proper due um, attention to articulation. So that's what I'm talking about. What you play, even if it's major and minor triads, must be articulated in such a way that it sounds like you're playing jazz. So balance, left-hand harmony, right-hand melody, are they balanced? Can you hear the melody? Does the melody sit on top of the harmony? Or does the harmony drown out the melody? So we wanna pay attention to balance are sound. Piano players produce sound. I want you to focus on feeling the bottom of the keyboard when you play. In other words, you're pulling the entire note out of the piano, right? We don't want a wimpy sound. We don't want an anemic sound. We want to play the piano. Again, another wonderful teacher of mine, uh classical uh, pianist from Russia that was on faculty at the University of North Texas, Nina Lelchuk, tremendous teacher, tremendous musician. She uh, was very big on producing a strong solid sound out of the instrument, feeling the bottom of the keys, the key bed when you played. So I want you to focus on that as well. No wimpy, no anemic sound. So when I play these major and minor triads, I am going to be working not just on solidifying my understanding of the shapes and sounds of C major and C minor. I'm actually going to be working on my musical abs as well, my articulation, my balance, my sound. And as I always stress, I'm going to stay focused. I'm actually going to practice the major and minor triad. I'm not going to go off on a wild goose chase playing a whole bunch of other things um, when I'm trying to focus and solidify and learn my major and minor triad shapes. I mention this because it happens all of the time. Students will start practicing a specific skill, they get 10 seconds into it if that, and then they're off to the races doing something completely different again. Zero in. Right? Laser pinpoint accuracy and focus. We're going to be practicing major and minor triads only. So let's start with the C major triad. And I'm going to play it first harmonically. So you're going to hear me play it in root position. You're going to hear me play it in first inversion with the C on top. And you're going to hear me play it in second inversion with the note C in the middle. And then I'll return to root position again, up on top. All right, so I'm going to go through this cycle where I'm going... All right, so I'm moving those shapes, those harmonic shapes, up and down the piano. And when you listen to this demonstration, notice that In the beginning, a lot of space between the shapes, between root position and first inversion and second inversion. I leave space because I'm assessing, I'm digesting the sound, I'm digesting it conceptually, I'm digesting it visually, and I'm digesting it orally, right? With my mind, with my hands, and with my ears, all three have to be engaged and all three have to be in sync. So I'm leaving this space in between at first because I'm assessing everything, my sound, my abs, you got it, right? And then you'll notice that I start shortening up the space. Okay, and what I'm what I'm doing by doing that is proving that I've developed a comfort. I'm comfortable moving through these shapes at a faster clip, okay? So it's only going to be a couple minutes, maybe a minute and a half demonstration. Of course, when, I'm, when I would actually be practicing this for real, I would be spending uh, a much longer time with each section, meaning longer spaces in between, and then, shortening, and then shortening them up and spending longer time with that drill as well. So, okay, here we go. C major triad harmonically. Here we go. you see what I'm talking about? How I started harmonically with a large space in between each shape, root position, first position, second position, second inversion, and then I shortened it up. So when you're practicing this, I encourage you to do do it the same way. Again, it's not a speed race. These, When we're practicing, we're not trying to Practice speed, we're actually wanting to get these shapes under our fingers, straightened out in our mind, and orally record them as well. So, not a speed race. I can't begin to tell you how many students would claim over the years that have claimed to know their major and minor triads, but when asked to actually play an exercise just like what I just demonstrated, uh, they failed miserably. They could not get through that in all 12 keys with ease. So make sure that doesn't happen to you. Take the time to really learn these shapes and sounds. So now let's do C major triad melodically. So I'm going to go through the exact same process, right, that I just did harmonically, except I'm going to play it melodically. And With playing it melodically, I have to pay really close attention again to my articulation. I want my phrases to sound like jazz phrases, okay? So here we go, C major triad melodically. Okay, maybe it's, maybe it's me, but I love practicing like that. I love doing this. I love doing it in the different keys, the different shapes. I still practice like this today. In fact, you know what? If you were to ask professional musicians if they still practice their major and minor triads and, and, and practice them, playing them melodically and harmonically, the answer would be yes. You know why? because it's the fundamentals they're fundamentals you have to have a command of these shapes and these sounds harmonically and melodically so i enjoy this this is you know I'm, what i'm showing you is how i practice so hopefully you can take this and begin implementing it in your own practice routine as well so now i'm going to repeat The same process that I just demonstrated for C major triad, harmonically and melodically, I'm going to do the exact same for C minor. So here we go C minor triad harmonically. Same process. Here we go. Uh, I'm playing, by the way, the tempo is 140 that I played for the major uh, triads, har- major triad harmonic, harmonically and melodically. And it's 140 again that I'm using for C minor triad harmonically and melodically. You do not need to play at 140. You can start at 80. You could start at 100, 110, 120. All right. Always start at a tempo that's comfortable, that's relaxed so you're not wrestling with the instrument and trying to play the exercise. So again, I'm playing at 140, please uh, make it any tempo that you need to in order to make it a comfortable process initially for you. Okay. Now, let's play C minor triad melodically. So again, I'm gonna use the exact same process that I did for the C major triad melodically. I'm gonna pay careful attention to my articulation and my phrases. Again, I want my line to sound like a jazz line. I want it to sound like I'm improvising. So here we go, C minor triad melodically. Well there you have it, I have just modeled for you C major triad harmonically and melodically and C minor triad harmonically and melodically. Your job, yes, is to do this for the remaining 11 major and minor triads. Take your time, it does not need to be uh, completed in one day, okay? So be strategic, be methodical in your practicing. Maybe do one a day. In fact, hey, if you did one a day in six days, you're halfway done. So in less than two weeks, you will have worked through all of your major and minor triads. That's not bad, that in less than two weeks, you can thoroughly explore and practice your major and minor triads harmonically, and melodically. Smart practice. Smart practice indeed. So, I hope you have found this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson on triads, part one, to be beneficial. More on triads to come next week. I want to remind you once again that there is a supplemental educational guide specifically for this podcast that you can download from jazzpanelskills.com. Again, just simply go to the podcast link on the home page. Uh, click on the podcast link on the home page, and you'll find this episode along with the supplemental guide. The guide beautifully notates the content of this podcast for all 12 major and minor triads. It's a great resource to have in your jazz piano library and, and to use it as a reference when you're practicing. So be sure to check it out. Go to jazzpianoskills.com. And likewise, If you're wanting to study this topic extensively, I encourage you to check out my Jazz Piano Skills courses at jazzpianoskills.com. My courses are packed, literally, they are packed with comprehensive lessons that explore essential jazz piano skills. And each lesson, each lesson of each course, contain detailed instruction and illustrations, in-depth educational talks, interactive learning media, traditional guides and worksheets, High-definition video demonstrations in all 12 keys, so you can see my hands, uh, my fingerings. Uh, there's play-along tracks and lead sheets for you to use and download as well. Professional and personal educational support is available too. And, I, and of course, uh, in this day and age, uh, mobile access to all of my courses and lessons from any of your smart devices. Even, yes, I can't even believe I'm saying it, even your watch. So check it out, jazzpianoskills.com. And and finally, don't forget JPS Forums, the Jazz Piano Skills Forums. Go to jazzpianoskills.com. Make sure to register to join the forum. Uh, there is a forum specifically for this podcast episode as well as all of my episodes. And likewise, there are forums for each of the Jazz Piano Skills courses as well. So go to jazzpianoskills.com. Click on the forum link and begin engaging in conversations. You'll be glad you did. You'll learn a ton, and you'll make some new friends. It's very cool. So that's it for now. And until next week, enjoy this amazing journey. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.